everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I am your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. Today is a very special episode. I'm going to be giving you guys 24 lessons that I have learned in my 24 years of living in honor of my 24th birthday. I celebrated this past weekend and had a great time with family and friends. Every single year on my birthday, I always get emotional from how thankful I am. And it's because it's a sweet reminder that the things that make me most happy in life are the company of the people that I love most and the memories that I create with them. So I'm just forever grateful for them and all the love they showed me on my birthday. I truly cannot wait to see what this year has in store for me. Most of these lessons learned, I'd say, have been throughout the past few years, obviously given they were my few years transitioning into the real world after being a student my whole life, but a few of these lessons learned have also happened throughout young age and just as a result of living life. Of course, life is different for everyone. People go through different traumas and issues and learning curves, so these are all from my personal perspective, and I truly hope they can maybe teach you something as well or maybe even resonate with you if you have come to learn the same thing. But getting into the first lesson that I've learned in my 24 years of living, that is to work a job that you love because nothing will make you happier than doing something that drives you and fulfills you every single day. I say this because I myself saw such a big difference in my mental health once I started doing more of what I enjoy, which is exactly this, talking about self-improvement and wellness, creating content on various platforms. I genuinely enjoy every single bit of it and I never find myself trying to stay disciplined or trying to stay motivated to continue creating content. It just naturally comes because I enjoy it so much. I could spend hours creating content and not even notice the time go by because I go into such a zen state of work workflow. And also we spent 45 years of our lives working. It would truly be such a shame to do something that drains you because a lot of people come and go from your life and a lot of unfortunate events can really impact your levels of happiness. But as long as you are doing work that you love, you will always have an outlet or a purpose or a passion that will make life that much better for you. And listen, I live in Toronto, so I get that the cost of living is absolutely insane right now. I'm not saying to quit your job and start a business without the uncertainty of where your next paycheck will come. I'm saying to give up your weekends doing more of what you love and put together a game plan as to how you can make a living off of it. A year or two of sacrificing a little bit of your social life and extra rest will pay off once you get to the point where you can leave your job. And that's exactly what I'm doing. The second lesson that I've learned is that no one is going to save you from the problems that you deal with in life. It's true, some things are not in our control and those things can be unfair and that's just the way it is, but at the end of the day, your life is 100% your responsibility. You can either choose to dwell on the negative things in your life or you can choose to grow from them and react in a way that will change your life for the better. I've seen people go through the most traumatic things and live a perfectly content life today. And I've also seen people with everything good in life you can imagine, but still are miserable. Here is a very cliche, but very true quote that says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. 
So whatever problem you are dealing with, don't wait around for pity or for life to suddenly reward you something good. Get up and do something about it yourself. Again, you are responsible for your life. The third lesson I've learned is to not hold grudges because you're only hurting yourself by doing so. Like actually mentally and physically, you are only hurting yourself by doing so. If someone hurt you and you choose to hold that grudge, do you think you're making the other person's life harder? Because no, not at all. You're making your life harder by holding on to those negative emotions and thus putting stress on your body, which can have a negative impact on your health. By not holding a grudge, I mean to forgive the person that hurt you. And I'm not saying to forget because I don't believe in forgive and forget. I mean to forgive them, even if it means them not knowing you did for your own sense of peace. I always say to myself that whoever chooses to hurt me in this life does it because it is a projection of their own life's problems onto me. Even with people you do deal with directly, like friends and family, I can't control how other people receive my energy. Anything I do or say, it gets filtered through the lens of whatever personal things that that person is going through. And that could mean that that person isn't fond of me and does something to hurt me. So don't hold that grudge, forgive them, and instead set boundaries so that it never happens again. The fourth lesson I've learned is that comfort is a terrible, terrible form of addiction, and it is essentially a cheap ticket to depression. If you don't learn how to step out of your comfort zone, you are not going to get anywhere in life. It's a common thing I'm sure you've heard, but I don't think people understand the magnitude of the impact that staying in your comfort zone can have. Seriously, what is the worst that can happen by doing something you're not comfortable with? You fail, you look stupid, you get rejected. That is exactly how you are going to find love, success, and happiness by doing the uncomfortable things leading up to it. For example, I wouldn't have found a healthy and happy relationship if I didn't let my guard down and quit playing games when we first met my boyfriend and I. I also wouldn't have reached 100k followers on TikTok if I didn't post the quote unquote cringe content that I put out on a daily basis. I also wouldn't have reached the level of peace I have now if I didn't cut out the friendships that didn't serve me anymore. Don't waste another year doing the same stuff. Otherwise, you'll find yourself on a path to depression. The fifth lesson I've learned is to do what's best for you despite what other people think. At the end of the day, you know yourself best and the only decision that matters is yours. It's also important to know that the happier and more confident you are with a decision, the less you will care about what other people think. I remember I used to think content creation as a job was a joke and I couldn't bear the thought of people judging me for such an unprofessional job, but I'm so happy doing it and I don't care what other people think. So do what's best for you and block out all that external noise because it doesn't matter. It really does not matter. Sixth lesson I've learned is that it's okay to move on from friendships that you've outgrown. It doesn't always have to be a dramatic fallout. Sometimes it has nothing to do with the person and everything to do with your wants and needs not being aligned with theirs. 
I had a great group of friends in high school that I no longer hang out with anymore and I want nothing but the best for them. They're not bad people. I just didn't click with them anymore. So if you find that you're in a similar situation, just know you don't have to surround yourself with the same people you grew up with. And there doesn't need to be a dramatic fallout. You can simply just move on. The seventh lesson I've learned is to invest in your health and opt for the mocktails more often. Your life is only as good as your brain and body allow it to be. You've heard it before and I'll say it again. Everything reverts back to what state your health is in. If you want to feel more motivated, take a look at your health. If you want to be in a good mood, take a look at your health. If you want to feel focused, take a look at your health. If you want to come up with amazing ideas, take a look at your health. Even if you want to be less anxious and stressed, take a look at your health. All the excessive drinking and the excessive sugars and even diet foods, these all impact your health in such a negative way that even if you want to live a happier life or get out there and do important things, your body and brain won't allow you to. I'm not saying to go full-blown health mode. I'm saying to find a balance that works for you because even the majority of foods that I eat, they're healthy, but I always have a small piece of chocolate every single day simply for pleasure. I indulge on weekends, but I eat healthy throughout the week. That's my balance. So find yours, improve your brain and body health, and watch your life start to improve in every single way. The eighth lesson I've learned is that it's never too late to start anything. People change and so do their wants and needs. It's only fair to start building a life that brings you happiness. Just because you got a degree in a certain field, it doesn't mean that you have to do that one thing for the rest of your life. You may unlock a passion of yours later in life that you'd want to pursue. Don't hold yourself back because it's too late. That's just a limiting belief that you have and you need to get it out of your head. Even if it means circumstances are more difficult now than it was before, it's still an opportunity and you should not give up pursuing it. There are so many successful people that started businesses in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, or even later and became so successful just a few years later. The ninth lesson I've learned is to train yourself to never, never take things personally. This will save you a lot of friendships. Most of the time, you feel offended based off someone's words or actions. It's not because they're intentionally trying to hurt you, but just because of a combination of things that they're dealing with. The way they were raised, their mannerisms, their mood, their beliefs, values, etc. People do things differently and we can't expect it to be otherwise. Instead, see other people as they are. For example... If someone lies to you, instead of taking it personally, think of it as it's probably because they're afraid of telling you the truth. It's a feeling that they're feeling they're afraid. It has nothing to do with you. And if you can train yourself to think this way more often, you will again not only save yourself a lot of friendships, but also a lot of personal suffering as well. The 10th lesson I've learned is that your views, values, and beliefs are special to you, but always give yourself that permission to change your mind. A lot of people have certain beliefs and they become so defensive to opposing views and this closed-mindedness will hold you back from a lot of things in life. Being closed-minded is simply putting your ego in front of the outcome and oftentimes that makes you a difficult person to be around and also makes you less likable. 
I used to be very close-minded and it was a very poor part of my character, but being more open-minded now, I'm able to have such great conversations discussing other people's views and learning things from a different point of view. So it's been one of the best things that I've learned to improve on. The 11th lesson I've learned is to stop seeking the next best thing that will bring you happiness. Happiness is rooted in your everyday habits, in your routines, in the work you do, and the quality of your relationships. Constantly wanting the next best thing will only cause you feelings of anxiety. If only you practice gratitude more often and found contentment with what you already have, you'd find a life filled with much more bliss. North America has taught us to live in this hustle culture where we're constantly working towards bigger and better things, which to an extent is good because that fosters ambition, but in excessive amounts, you're just decreasing the quality of your life, well-being, and even happiness. The 12th lesson I've learned is to not post everything on social media because some things are better kept private. Now, this is coming from someone who shares quite a bit of their life on social media due to content creation purposes, but there are certain areas of my life I cherish and keep private, such as my relationship with my family and friends, and I like it that way. Same goes for you, especially if you don't treat your social media like a job. The more you keep private, the more you will get out of life because you're living for yourself and not for others. That external validation is not worth letting it dictate what you do and what you post. The 13th lesson I've learned is to be mindful of what you consume. And I'm not talking about the foods, even though that's also important. I'm talking about the accounts you follow, the shows you watch, the music you listen to, because these will all impact your well-being. This is so heavily overlooked, but yes, the shows you watch impact your mental health. If you're constantly watching horror movies, you're going to feel anxious. If you're following accounts of people flaunting lavish lifestyles, you're going to feel like you're not good enough. If you listen to sad music, then you're going to feel down. You've got to take control of what you consume farther than just the foods that you eat. It's everything else you're seeing, smelling, hearing, and touching. The 14th lesson I've learned is someone else's success doesn't take away from yours. So stop comparing yourself to them and focus on you instead. If someone has the same interests as you or the same goals, that doesn't mean that you have to compete with them. I see this happen so often and it's just so unfortunate, but there is enough success to go around for everybody. And I've said this before, but sometimes you'll be ahead and sometimes they'll be ahead. The comparison doesn't do any good for you or for them. So might as well stay in your own lane and focus on your own speed. The 15th lesson I've learned is to listen to understand and don't listen to just respond. If only everyone were to take this advice, then our conversations would go so much farther than just going back and forth and still feeling unheard. This is just one way that you can better your communication skills. And when you do, you'll find that even the quality of those relationships will improve as well. Most of the time we feel unheard, it's because the other person is not trying to understand. Rather, they're just listening to respond. The 16th lesson I've learned is always spend the extra time with your grandparents and parents because they're not always going to be here. I know life gets busy, but one of your parents or grandparents' greatest pleasures is to see you, 
talk to you and spend time with you. So don't wait until you get the chance, actually go out of your way to make the time. If it weren't for them, you wouldn't be here. And the best way to repay them for all the love and support they've ever given you is to offer your time to them. I promise you're not going to regret it later. The 17th lesson I've learned is to fail as much as you can and as fast as you can. There is no better way to learn and to grow than failing. The faster you fail and the more often you fail, you're getting closer and closer to figuring out the success route. Because every single time you fail, you're learning something. And the next time you go and attempt at whatever it is you're working on or towards, you'll go in with that lesson learned and with more information than before. You're going to do things differently and you'll have a much better chance at it working out for you. The 18th lesson I've learned is that you don't need to have a group of friends. One-on-one friendships are just as good and are usually built on deeper connections anyways. I always used to want a big group of girlfriends to do fun things with and don't get me wrong, it can be great because I have experienced it, but one thing I know now is that you don't need a big group of friends to have fulfilling friendships. Once I left that big group of girlfriends I had, I noticed my relationship with my one-on-one friends got so much stronger. And so this is just a sweet reminder that you're not missing out and you'll find your smaller circle will serve you better anyways. The 19th lesson I've learned is that real life doesn't happen in your head. If you find yourself overthinking, start writing out your thoughts. All the things that All the things that you stress about, all the things you worry about, all the things you think will happen or didn't happen, that stuff is all in your head. And when you start overthinking, you start overanalyzing everything, which can have such a negative impact on you. And you begin to create scenarios that aren't real. And that's when it becomes harmful. Real life happens out here, not in your head. So if you want to start living in the moment, like they say you should do, you're going to need to clear that mind of yours. Start by taking out a journal and writing down everything you're thinking. This will make it much easier for you to reason with yourself and it's also a helpful outlet. So it's going to make you feel a lot better. The 20th lesson I've learned is that there are a lot of things that are out of your control. Focus on what you can control. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. I'm serious. What good comes from stressing the things that you can control? Literally nothing but self-harm. As soon as you find yourself stressing what you can't control, find the closest thing that you can control and put all of your focus and energy into that. Literally anytime anything happens in your life, ask yourself, can I control the outcome of this? If it's a yes, then great. If it's a no, then move on to asking yourself, what can you control related to that situation? Whatever it is, put all of your effort into that. The more you repeat this throughout your life, the less anxious you're going to feel and the more you're going to improve your well-being. The 21st lesson I've learned is to focus more on how things make you feel rather than how things make you look. I've learned this through materialistic items, through my fitness journey, through the way that I dress. And the fact is, if you want to live life for others, then by all means continue to focus on the way you look. But if you are on a journey to become happier or to live a better life, then you need to shift that focus and energy. For example, when it comes to materialistic things, I've learned that I appreciate less clutter much more because it's less stressful having to choose between options. Or when it comes to my fitness journey, I'd much rather find a balance of workouts and foods that I enjoy rather than starve myself and miss out on restaurant date nights with friends and family. 
or even when it comes to the way I dress. I'd much rather wear something comfortable and effortlessly chic so I can focus on enjoying my time rather than wear something over the top and be uncomfortable the whole night. The 22nd lesson I've learned is to talk to yourself the way you would talk to your younger self or daughter. Self-talk literally creates the blueprint to your life. You would never call your daughter fat, nor would you call her a failure, nor would you ever talk down to her. So why do you do it to yourself? If you know the repercussions of saying nasty things to your daughter, you should know that it's the same for saying it to yourself. If you ever want to live a happy life where you achieve all your goals and dreams, it all starts with your self-talk. Your life is quite literally dependent on it. If you tell yourself you can't land that job, then you won't. But if you tell yourself you can, you will land that job. So pay attention to your self-talk. The 23rd lesson I've learned is that nobody is thinking about you, nor do they care about you. So stop stressing the dumb things you think you do or say. One thing you need to realize is that humans are selfish. Literally every action is based on selfishness. Even if you go out of your way to do something for a friend, you are doing it because you like the feeling of being a good friend. You enjoy seeing your friend happy. Even if it meant sacrificing something, you still feel enjoyment out of seeing them happy. That's just my viewpoint, and I was first introduced to this in a philosophy class, but if you've never thought about it that way, I encourage you to give it some thought. Anyways, back to my point, because humans are selfish, no one cares about all the quote-unquote stupid and dumb things you think you do or say. And if anyone is, it's most likely someone close to you, and if it's someone close to you, then you've got some cleaning up to do in terms of the people in your life. Finally, the 24th lesson I've learned is that life is just an experience. Do feel in love as much as you can because we're only on this planet for a limited amount of time. If you look at the bigger picture or just take a moment to think back on your life thus far, the most meaningful things, the ones that make you happy, they're all byproducts of experiences. And yes, of course, there is the good and the bad, but If there was no bad, we would not know what good means. In order for you to enjoy the good, you need to feel the bad time to time, and that's okay, but you need to feel the bad in order to enjoy the good. So just feel your emotions and learn to let it pass. The ability to feel various emotions itself by living life is a privilege. I know I usually do the recaps of everything I talk about, but because today's list was quite long and I didn't talk about any of the lessons for too, too long, I'll be skipping the recap, but feel free to go back and re-listen to anything I talked about. Sometimes that helps things hit a little bit deeper. But that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback means so much to me. The more people this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we make. So I'd love it if you could do that for me. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at Parmas Najmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. Without further ado, it's time to announce January's giveaway winner. Drum roll, please. 
Thank you so much to Benua Neha 12 for the amazing review you left for Positive Proof on Apple Podcasts. I have a Starbucks gift card waiting to be gifted to you as a token of my appreciation. So message me on Instagram and we can get that set up ASAP. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmas. <laughs>